Hallelujah. Well, if you would just uh, just bow with me in prayer. I just want to pray over the service. Uh, Father, I thank you this morning. I ask you, Father, for your help this morning, that, uh, that you would help me, Father, that you would give me utterance by your spirit, and that your word would go forth, Father, and have free course among the people, uh, that they would be blessed, that they would be changed. And Father, I thank you. I, I relinquish my command of my tongue, Father, and I give it over to you, and I say that uh, let your will be done in this service this morning. Uh, thank you that you are using me and using my tongue as the pen of a ready writer, and I just thank you for it, Father, for your great Holy Spirit uh, leading us uh, into what you would have us uh, for us this morning, and we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, go ahead and get your Bible out and turn to uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. Chapter number one. So we've been in a series over the last couple of weeks on healing, on uh, the truth about divine healing. And I hope it's been helping you. Amen. I hope you've been getting your answers. Uh, healing is for us today. Amen. In Christ, healing is ours. And so pastor's just been doing a great job uh, uh, expounding and teaching on that. He did a great job last week. I was setting up the new members class, and we had it on the TV, and I was just uh, receiving. You know, it was, he, did a, he just did a great job, amen? We have a great pastor. Amen. We're, we're very blessed. But uh, we're, I'm just going to continue in that vein this morning. It just seemed right. Uh, so we're just going to just launch off here. So uh, the number one thing you have to know about healing is that you have to know that healing is yours. You have to understand that it's been provided. Because when I said that earlier, somebody some in, in here may have thought, well, I don't know if healing is really for us today. I don't know if it's passed away. You know, the disciples and Jesus, they had a lot of healings then, but it seems like there's just not as much now, so it must have passed away. It must be gone. It must not be on the earth anymore. Well, let's get in the Word, and we're going to look at it. In uh, uh, F.F. Bosworth, he wrote a great book called Christ the Healer. He has a couple of quotes that uh, really stood out to me that I've always enjoyed. The first is, it is impossible to have real faith for healing, or anything for that matter, as long as there is the slightest doubt as to it being God's will. And then another quote, he said, faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. If you, want to believe, if you, you can't have faith unless God has told you, you can have faith for this. That's as simple as it is. Faith is just expecting God to do his will, to just do what he has said he would do. Amen. It's that simple. It's maybe not, there's a difference between being simple and being easy. <laughs> it's, it's very simple, but it may not be as easy uh, as you walk it out. Amen. But uh, Lord willing, we're, we're moving forward. Amen. So Hebrews chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse number 1. So it says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being, Jesus, the brightness of his, the Father's glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Amen. Hallelujah. Having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Amen. So what you see right here is the word is endorsing Jesus' life as this is exactly how God is. What you saw Jesus do, that is a full endorsement of God's character. Amen. Amen. That word image, 
uh, I looked it up in the Greek, and it's the Greek word that we get character. I think it's keros or, or something similar. Uh, and in the vines, it's uh, known, or it's, it means representation, a manifestation, uh, more than just a passing resemblance. So you see twins, you know, you got to look twice <laughs> to see who you're talking to, to tell them apart. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, in the Strongs, it said it is an engraving, a copy, or a stamp. Amen. Copy's the same thing, exact same, duplicate. And then in, uh, for the phrase, his person, it means the essence or the substance of God. Amen. So that right there tells you what you see Jesus do. You can be fully expectant that God is behind that and he has endorsed that. Amen. So go to Acts uh, chapter 10 in verse 38. Amen. All right. And say amen when you get there. Again, I'm quick, so I don't want to leave anybody behind. Okay, so it says in Acts 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So right there, that's a great summary of Jesus' ministry on the earth, was that he went and he healed those that were oppressed of the enemy. And God said in Hebrews, that right there, that's me. 100%, I'm behind that right there. I put my full stamp of approval on that, on healing all who were oppressed. And so when it shows that people are oppressed by the devil, that tells me that sickness is an enemy, not sick people. So please keep that in mind. We're not saying if you have any sickness, symptoms in your body, that you are evil or that you are an enemy. Please do not take it that way. We're saying sickness in and of itself is bad, is wrong, is against God. And it being in your body is a violation of what God has for you and what he wants for you. Amen. God created Adam and Eve healthy and whole. And that's his plan for man was Adam and Eve. That's how it started. Jesus was healthy and whole. Amen. And that's what he wants for us. Amen. Amen. And thank God God has provided healing and wholeness for his people through Jesus. So we have a couple of scriptures that uh, we're going to go through. First go to Psalm 103. And uh, I don't want to, I definitely want to get these scriptures read, but just hang with us. We're going to get some scriptures in here, but we got to, for those that hadn't maybe heard this before, you got to know it's God's will. You got to know he provided it. Amen. You can't just skip over it and, and take, you know, take somebody's word for it. So Psalm 103, we're going to start in verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's benefits with God? He's got benefits? I thought we were just supposed to slog it out down here and just, you know, hold on till Jesus comes back. But there's benefits. And those benefits are that he forgives all your iniquities. That's your sins. Amen. Everybody gets behind that. Yeah, my sins are wiped away. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's true. But then that next line, who heals all your diseases. Now, all means all, and your means you. So, there you go. Amen. All means all. Uh, Isaiah 53, if you want to turn there. Amen. It's good to know that the Lord has provided a way out of sickness and disease. Amen. Hallelujah. He has provided a higher way. 
And so in Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he, the Messiah, Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And that's translated in the original Greek as sicknesses and diseases. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. So when Jesus was at the whipping post taking stripes in his back, he did that for your healing. Amen. If you want to turn to Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 13. We're just setting a foundation here. Amen. And I know you guys, this is the cream of the crop. You know, y'all have all heard this before, but, you know, just, it doesn't hurt to hear it again. Amen. So uh, chapter uh, Galatians 3, verse number 13, says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now you say, okay, it didn't say anything about healing in there. Well, if you look at the curse of the law, that he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. If you go back to Deuteronomy 28 in your spare time and look at that, you'll see that there are a litany of curses for the Israelites in that time in that covenant that if you don't obey, you're going to have all this terrible stuff happen. And if you do obey, then you're going to have all this good stuff. Amen? Well, Christ has redeemed us from that. And in that, a big part of those curses from the law are disease. All kinds of terrible diseases that he mentions by name. And he has, Christ has redeemed us from that, from the curse of that law. Amen. And if you go to 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 24. And this is bringing Isaiah 53 back. It's bringing it into the New Testament. Uh, and it's, it's, not, it's showing that there, it's being mentioned again in the New Testament, so it uh, apparently still applies. Amen? All right, in verse 24 of chapter 2, 1 Peter, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen? So you were healed when Jesus did his redemptive work on the cross. I've heard it said, and this may uh, upset people's theology, but pastor, I think he said it last week, that Jesus did everything he's going to do about sin, about sickness, on the cross. And if someone says, well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, did he not do everything for sin on the cross? And it's mentioned specifically in Isaiah 53 that he was bruised for our transgressions. Amen? So wouldn't it stand to reason that he did everything for sickness on that day? By his stripes that he took in his back? Amen. Amen. I'm a, it's like Rex was saying a couple weeks ago that you'll notice in the word that forgiveness and healing are, they're intertwined. They're very close. They go hand in hand, it seems like. But with all that said, you know, you can see that it's God's will that he would heal us, that we would be healed, that we would be whole. And just aside from, just aside from that, God's a good father. And God's not going to use something terrible to discipline children. You know, when you discipline a child, the reason you spank them on the butt is because there's padding there. I mean, you could feel it, but there's padding. You're not doing any damage. You, that's why you don't slap a kid in the face. 
Because you're not wanting to hurt them with something terrible. You're wanting to just get their attention. Amen? Snap them out of it. So God's not that God uses, you know, sickness in that way even that far. But I'm just saying he's not out to hurt you to get you to do something. God leads and he guides and he, he uses people and he uses circumstances to help us in certain ways that we've you know, gotten ourselves into. But he's not actively saying, oh, cancer on you. Learn something. Learn. Amen. The pastor, did, he, does a, he did a great job last week with the hospital analogy. And that always, to me, that just cancels it. It's like, okay, well, if you believe that God does put sickness on people, that he puts it on their body. Every doctor, every nurse is in active rebellion to God. Because if he's putting it on you and you're trying to get healed of it, you are trying to thwart his will for your life. If you're trying to get rid of cancer with chemo. And I just don't, that's not the case. Amen? And you saw in those verses that Jesus, he's purchased your healing. I think of it like a a store pickup. You know how you do like a, you can do a trusted pickup on that? Jesus bought it. He put the card down. He typed in the information online. He put it in. It's been paid for. And you just got to show up and they say, are you Brett? Yeah, I'm Brett. Okay, here. Here it is. And your name's, he just puts your name on it. And you just pick it up. And just walk off with it. He already paid for it. Amen. He carried it so we didn't have to. Amen. So, and I look at it this way too. And again, not trying to put anybody in condemnation, but we owe it to our Father that's paid for that to have it. Amen? And, yeah, don't beat yourself up over it, but we had a sink the other day at the, in the church here that was backed up. There was gunk and terrible, awful everything coming up out of that sink. It was like a nightmare. And, uh, and that falls to me. So I uh, went in there, and I was trying stuff to get it out and trying to get it clogged up, and it was a mess. And I eventually realized, okay, this is beyond my, this is beyond my ability to, to do this. So I had to call the plumber. And they came out and they, you know, did their tools and they got it in there and, and they, uh, they got it unclogged. But just think if, when I saw that backing up, I just looked at it and I was like, man, the pipes are there. I see them. The pipe's right there. It's going into the wall. It's going out of the building. Why isn't it working? I don't know. Oh, well. And just walk off and leave it. Well, that, I believe we need to take that, we need to be a little more curious, amen, because I had to diagnose, I had to think, okay, well, it's supposed to be working, and it's not, and I, it's just not, and I got to figure out why. It's on me, or we're just not going to have a sink anymore in that, in that kitchen. <laughs> and that's how I look at healing, that if you believe, if you know that it's in the word, that it's for you, and you know that God's paid for it and that he wants you to have it and you don't have it, you got to think, why not? Don't just look at it and say, well, healing's there, but I don't, have, I don't feel like I have it. It doesn't really seem to be working in my life. Oh, well, just walk off. No, you got you to be curious. You got to be willing to, you got to be willing to look into it. Amen? And figure it out. This is one thing in the news that bugs me a lot is that a lot of times, I've noticed, especially lately, they don't seem to fact check a whole lot of stuff. And so if you've ever noticed, just do, it, just do a test. If a, there's ever a news story about something that you know a lot about, whenever you read it, 
nine times out of ten, you read it, and they got like four or five different things wrong because you know about it. And so when they're writing those articles, they're like, okay, I guess, yeah, that's that's that. And they put it in there. But they're not curious enough to look into it and see, okay, is this actually real? Is this actually true? Amen? And that just bugs me. You know, if someone does that, you don't, if, if you don't look into it, if you don't look it up, if you don't try, you don't care. You don't care about having it. You don't care about having the truth if you're not willing to take an hour to look into something, fact check it and see if it's true. And that's the same about healing. And again, I'm not, not condemning anyone. But if you just reside, resigned yourself to, well, this is my life now. I either, I got to either get a doctor to take care of it or... I'm just going to live with it. It's just part of my life. And we can do that so easily today because we have so much available, so much medicine, so many different things that can make life easy where we can just put up with stuff that people 100 years ago or 200 years ago, no, you had to get it figured out or you're going to die. Amen. So we just have to, if you're dealing with something in your body, just understand God paid for it. It's yours. And if you don't have it, find out why. Look into it. And we're going to help with a couple things here. One of the things, and this is part of what I was just saying, is uh, are you willing to go the distance to find out? Are you willing to go the distance to look into it? Amen. If you turn to Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, we have two examples here of people in Jesus' ministry that got themselves in the right place. Amen. That figured out what was going on. So Mark chapter 5. Verse number 25. And uh, this is a, the story of the woman with the issue of blood. You, you, I'm sure, have heard many, many times. And so in chap, uh, verse 25 it says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Before I continue on, she tried everything. She tried all of it. Everything she could think of, she tried it. Amen. And then she heard about Jesus. Thank, thank the Lord. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, again, it goes back to what you say. And her belief is what caused her to say this. If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And then as soon as she touched him, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And then uh, further on down, they find out that it was her that touched his clothes in faith, and that power went out. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Amen. Amen. She got out of the house, and she had a mission. She was after it. She was going hard after her healing. Amen. And she had a tenacity. In those days, if you were ritually unclean, walking up to a man of God and touching on him, you could have been killed. So just keep that in mind. She was risking her life. She's like, this is it. This is all or nothing right here. And we can't even open our Bibles to look into it. Amen. Can't take five minutes out of the day to just spend time with God and fellowship with him and talk about it and find out. Amen. Amen. Matthew, uh, go to Matthew chapter 8. And I don't mean to be uh, combative or anything, but I think sometimes you just it's good to have a little, you know, shape up. 
Our culture is very far on the, uh, it's okay, you're, got, you're, got, you're figuring it out, man, you're okay, you're all right. And that, that's good. You know, I heard a, a story. Okay, so this is, a, this is a good story that illustrates the balance that you need to have. And in particular, it was the balance between having, uh, you know, a mom and a dad when you're growing up. And if, if that's not your situation, don't be condemned. But just for the sake of the story, I, I think it will, will help somebody. But there's a balance to have. Amen. But uh, this guy was telling a story about in an airport, this, he was in a stall using the bathroom. And this little boy and his dad in the stall next to him were having some issues. I think the little boy had had an accident or something, and the dad's in there. And everybody knows how dads are. You know, we're maybe not as patient and loving as the moms, so in general. And so the dad's in there. He's mad. He's like, oh. And then he's, you know, talking to him and everything. And then something he says, he hears his dad say, there is something wrong with you, talking to his kid. And he said, he's like, at that point, he's like, I was ready to get in there and intervene. Like, this is getting bad. <laughs> so he, the dad gets him cleaned up, and they go out. And he says he comes out of the bathroom, and he notices the, the guy's shoes or the kid's shoes. And he notices that the little boy is holding on to his mama, and she's just sitting there. She's just, she's just coddling him like, it's okay, honey, it's okay. And that's a good, that's a good indication of the balance. You know, you have, because at the same time, yeah, you don't need to be messing your pants in public. That's true. But at the same time, okay, accidents happen, and, you know, you don't beat yourself up about it. But, you know, there's, a, there's somewhere in between that we need to be. Amen. So don't just resign yourself to, well, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm all right. You know, get after it. Be dissatisfied with your, it's, it's okay to be dissatisfied with where you are in any part of your life. Just don't let it beat you up, but it's okay. Amen. So Matthew chapter 8, in verse number 5, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Then the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And Jesus marveled at what he said and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And so later on in chapter, or verse number 13, Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. So he was out there trying to find out how to get his servant healed. He was hunting Jesus down. Amen? And he even thought, too, I'm sure he thought, he's like, okay, well, my house, I'm not worried of having my house, so what could I, how could I do this? Okay, well, I wonder, he could, he could probably just say something, and it would work. He'd probably just say it, and it would take care of it. Amen? Hey, he, and he did. Amen? But he was after it. He was interested in it, in the healing of his servant. Amen? And notice, too, a very important thing. Both of these accounts said something. Amen? They emphasized words and saying something. Saying something is important. Amen? But you got to believe it. So quote those scriptures we read earlier about Christ redeeming you from the curse of the law and that by his stripes you are healed. Amen? And just feed on that. Get that in you to a point where it, it starts taking effect and you just start saying it when you don't even think about saying it. It just comes out of you as soon as you move your leg and it hurts. And that just comes right out of you. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's see. I'm going to see where I want to go next. So ultimately... And these two cases, I think, are a good example of it, that we have to be in position to receive from God. I look at faith as 
putting yourself in position to receive from God. Again, simple, but you know, not maybe necessarily easy. And just to give you some examples, so say for forgiveness, amen, putting yourself in a place where you can receive from God. Say you see the person that you, you know, have a problem with, that you have forgiven, but you still, when you see them, it, it comes up in you that you want to you be mad, you want to fight, amen. But when you just take the word and you say, no, I've forgiven them, even though I don't feel like it, I have forgiven them. It's done. God's taken that from me. He's taken that unforgiveness from me. I've forgiven them, and I'm moving on. Amen. And that's putting yourself in a position where supernaturally something can come in and drop in you. Amen. But another thing about faith, a lot of the times, is you are having to do stuff you don't feel like doing. That's, that's, that's like faith 101, it seems like. Like when, you, when God tells you, I want you to give, and you don't have the money, that's when he wants you to give, when you don't feel like giving. Or when it comes to your body, uh, he wants you to believe and know that you're healed when you don't feel it at all, when you feel terrible. Amen? So faith is defying what you feel. Amen? And when you defy what you feel and you speak the word, you're putting yourself in a position where you can receive from God. Amen? Amen. Uh, in Psalm 91, it says, it, you don't have to turn there, but the first part of that is, he who dwells in the secret place. And then you have all those, all the great benefits of that, that no plague would come near your dwelling. Amen? But you got to dwell in that place. Amen? And uh, men and fathers, especially, it just, it's especially important, amen, that you are dwelling in that place. Because you as a man, as a father, as a husband, you are a barrier between the enemy and your family. And so when you are in the right place, and Pastor helped us so much uh, last year in uh, 2022, we had our men's gathering, and uh, he just opened my eyes to some things, that how you behave and how you conduct yourself as a man, it can affect your family down the line. I mean, we read in uh, earlier that the... Uh, your offspring will be mighty in the earth. Right there, your actions are directly affecting your offspring, especially as a man, amen? So I just want to give that as an encouragement to the man, to the men here, that how you live can affect your family's health and their wellness, amen? And you just gotta, you gotta be right, you gotta be on guard. So I was gonna uh, go through a couple of hindrances to healing that uh, will get you out of position to receive from God. And so... Uh, because I know people deal with all kinds of stuff, and I know it can feel like you are 100%. Man, I'm right. I believe. I believe, Father. I believe. Why am I not healed? Why do I not? Why? But again, going back to the sink, there's something clogging it. There's something going on, and you've got to find out what it is. So here's just a couple things that hopefully can help you. Uh, the first is ignorance. We're dealing with that right now. Ignorance just means you don't know. If you don't know God provided healing for you, then you don't know. You can't expect it. Amen? And you got to get in the Word, and you got to feed on it every day in order to get that in you. Uh, if you want to go to Psalm 107, and we are, yeah, Psalm 107. And Pastor, he touched on this last week too. Psalm 107 and verse number 17. Amen. All right, in verse 17, it says, Fools, because of their transgression, and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. 
So fools mean you don't know. You don't know what's going on. But your iniquities cause affliction, apparently. You're a transgression, and your iniquities can cause affliction. And that goes into our next point of a hindrance to healing is sin and disobedience. You cannot live in rebellion to God's will and to his way and expect to live in divine health and enjoy healing. Really, you can't expect any of his promises if you're living in open rebellion to his will. Now, he's merciful, and he'll, get, he'll, he'll do what he can. He'll take care of you how he can, but you can't expect it. Amen? You can't rely on it. So you want to be in his will. Amen? You want to be doing what he's told you to do. And that includes the word, and that includes promptings in your spirit, in your conscience, talking to you, things you need to lay down, uh, things you need to take up. Amen? Another big one is unforgiveness. That's a huge one. And when you don't forgive, it even says in the word that unless I forgive, God's not going to forgive me. So you have to forgive. Uh, Dr. Uh, Richard Roberts, I was watching something the other day from him, and he, uh, he put it in a good, a good light. He said, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You're just holding on to it, and you want to just punish them by holding on to the, all this, but they don't care. I mean, they may care if they don't know they did something, but you know, if they know they did something, and you know, it's not hurting them. It's just hurting you. It's just tearing you down. And so I just look at it as what good is forgiveness? It's going to just hurt me. I'm just, or, or it's unforgiveness. I'm just going to let it go. Amen. I'm just going to forgive and move on. And I'm going to protect my relationship with God. Because when you have unforgiveness in your heart, that is a block between you and God being able to fellowship. And uh, it, it's important that you are able to have fellowship with God. You know, I was reading in Romans, uh, I think it was Romans 7 the other day, when Paul was talking about, the law and how originally the law was given to the Israelites so that it could show you're not good. You're not, you know, you don't have it all together. You've broken the commands in all these different areas and you are imperfect because everybody needs to be told that at some point. Like, you know, we all think we're great, <laughs> but you need to have a measuring line to say, okay, well, have you done this? Okay, well, then you're not, you're not that great if you've done all that. And so they had that. So the law was good in that it showed their need for a savior, that they needed salvation. Well, on the other side of the cross, now that the law has been completed, the law has been fulfilled in Jesus, we beat ourselves up with the law. The Satan has taken the law that was supposed to be something good to help in that other time. And he's taken it now, and now he beats you up with it. So if you sin, you, you fall short. He goes, yeah, there's, you're terrible. There's no way that God wants to have any relationship with you. There is no way he wants to talk to you right now. Just go hide. Just be, just be away from him. But that's not what the word says. The word says that we need to just, in Romans 7, it says we need to just uh, forgive. We need to ask for forgiveness. And we just need to get right back into fellowship. I messed up, Father, and I recognize that's not you. That's not what I want. I want to be like you. I want you and not that. And I'm sorry but I want fellowship again. Amen. And get right back into it. Don't let the devil beat you up. Amen. Now, that's not a party. That's not a license to do whatever you want. I look at it like this. If, if Jesus paid for our sins and we just think, oh, okay, well, we're in grace now. We just do whatever we want and just ask for forgiveness. Well, that's not showing honor to the person that paid for your sins. Amen. That's dishonorable. That's evil. 
to just think, yeah, I'll just do as much as I want. It doesn't matter. I'll just ask for forgiveness later. It's like you, it's like someone, you have a giant uh, credit card bill. You've been buying Starbucks every day, three or four times a day for the last year. And you're over, way over your head. And somebody comes in and says, you know what? I'll take care of that for you. I'll, I'll just, I'll pay for that. And then you show up the next day and you got a Starbucks in your hand. It's not wrong necessarily for you to show up the next day with Starbucks in your hand. But come on, let's have some honor for the person that paid that off. You know, they're going to look at it and think, oh, well, he's just going right back into it. Great. Have some honor, amen. And I wanted to get into something. This may, uh, this may get some people mad, but uh, we have a natural part to play when it comes to healing as well. Uh, Dr. Hadball, we went on a hiking trip a couple years ago, and he, he said something that, uh, that helped me a lot. He said, you know, if I can spend a little more money on better food, or I can get supplements, or I can get vitamins, and I can just spend the money on it, then I don't have to use my faith on my body as much. If I'm just taking care of it naturally and just doing what I need to do naturally to take care of it, I can use my faith on something else, on something that I can't do naturally. Amen? And so a couple things uh, that are super important that we, we don't really seem to uh, focus too much on is you got to eat right. Amen? I told you I was going to make people mad. And don't just focus on what you're eating. You can eat 40 bananas in a day and still be gaining weight. <laughs> but just, you know, portion control. God didn't put us in this wealthy, uh, blessed, and abundant nation so we can just stuff our face, pig out, and just not care anything about uh, taking care of ourselves. Amen. You know, I've thought of it in this way, too, when it comes to finances. If, if God dropped a billion dollars right in your lap and you're not right, you could have it spent. You could be broke the next day. Buy a $300 million yacht, buy a couple islands, buy, you know, you could have it all spent. So even with that great abundance, you could still tap it out. And so it's like that with our bodies. Even though we have uh, healing and we have the, that availability, you need to take care of yourself because you could be, God could be saying, hey, you just need to be eating less. It's not anything supernatural you need here. Your joints hurt because you're too heavy. There's just too much physical weight on your joints. Amen? A big thing that nobody talks about, too, is sugar. I don't know if you guys know this, but sugar is, it's a mood-altering substance and is highly addictive. What does that sound like? A drug. It's a drug. Amen. And I would bet that 90% of people are addicted to it. And just, you have to have it. You know, have you ever gotten home, you had a rough day, and you have a cookie to feel better? <laughs> what is that? It's more socially acceptable, but you might as well just take a, you know, take a shot. <laughs> might as well just do a, no. No, don't do that. No. But that's just something to consider. You know, I, had, I have had symptoms in my body come up, and I've talked to God about it, and he said, he's dealt with me about sugar. He said, you need to get rid of that. Get that out of your diet. Have some discipline and devote. Just give this up for me. Sacrifice it for me and for yourself, for your, for your own health. But just obey me and do this. Amen? Amen. And when, you, when I, I didn't eat sugar for a month, uh, and those symptoms dried up. They were gone. 
after not eating sugar because I obeyed. Amen. So even something natural you can do to help your body. Amen. And I know Kenneth Copeland, he told a funny story where he said he was having these symptoms in his body where he was shaking all the time. And, you know, he's kind of a high-strung guy anyway, but he, he's like, he was shaking and doing all this stuff, and he was like seeking the Lord, and he was saying, oh, Lord, what, what, what can I do? I need help, Father. Why aren't, you, why aren't you stepping in? Why aren't you helping me here? And then he said he just heard like really quietly in his spirit, drink less coffee. <laughs> or maybe it was too much coffee. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, he got it, and he took that, and he, he said it was taken care of. He was just drinking too much coffee. Amen. So look at some natural things you could do to take care of that. Amen. Another big thing is exercise. You need to use your body or it's going to... I look at it as one way or the other. You either suffer in the gym, you either suffer taking care of your body in that way, or you're going to suffer with issues in your body. So either way, you're going to have some discomfort. You might as well just do it on the front end and <laughs> avoid the, the latter half of that. Amen. Because the front end discomfort, at least it's building something in you. Amen. Amen. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up here. Uh, but in conclusion, God, he wants us to be healed and he wants us to be whole. Amen. And he wants us to be able to enjoy our lives in health. Amen. That's what he created us for. And he also, just very uh, plainly speaking, he wants us to be useful to his plan. And... You know, if someone that's not as healthy is just not as useful in a normal job, but God wants us to be useful for his plan. He wants to be able to send us out and us not have to have, okay, well, can I have this, 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 this conditions that go along with it just to be able to do something for him. Amen? And again, I'll just reemphasize too, how bad do you want to be whole? How bad do you want to be healed? How much effort are you willing to expend spiritually or naturally? How much discomfort would you be willing to endure to get that taken care of? Amen. Are you interested or not? Amen. We need to be interested in, his, in God's promises all the way and not have any excuses. Amen. Amen. And I promise you it's worth it. I promise you seeking God and valuing his things and suffering in a way for him, putting your flesh down, it's worth it. Amen. Amen. Well, if you would go ahead and stand up this morning.